0: Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that, makes, that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place, for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works
1: Hanging around under East Texas pines Shooting at the stars with our Colt 45, Putting on a show and living it free If you hear a rebel yell, it's cause the bars we bleed And then we're gone, we're gone We got them gypsy souls; they don't wanna go
2: Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley, and we're burning daylight. Good morning, daylight burners. I think that's what your official name's gonna be now. The daylight burners. So, anyway, good morning. Hope everybody's doing alright. It's a pretty gorgeous morning here in in western Nevada. And a good day to be alive sun's shining got a little bit of chill to the air which you know for being the middle of July it's pretty cool I like it and uh, it's bound to get hot I'm sure We will get had some pretty pretty severe temperature swings here the last week or so but it you know it hadn't really affected the cattle a whole lot that's typically pretty tough on them but as of right now they're they're doing really well not not too many pulls and a lot of the the pulls that we've had hadn't have not tempted and uh... you know so it just uh... even the ones that look kinda like shit aren't all that sick so we uh... we've been just kinda cruising we've only had one dead here and that one was one that we put down just cause she couldn't get up and that was uh, one i'd mentioned the other day about the brainer and we decided to go ahead and put her down because she wasn't even making an attempt to get up so she was basically done for and uh... sad deal you know you hate to see it but what else you gonna do so anyhow we are uh... we're getting ready to check away some heifers and uh... i'm riding Old Lori darling and uh, she's looking just as beautiful as ever. She's had a little time off, put some weight back on and uh, she's looking good. I'll have to apologize for the delay in uh, in the episode. I'm still tanking around with some audio stuff and, and then I ended up just falling asleep last night so I didn't get it done but I'm working on it so bear with me. I'll get it up today and, uh, I'll try to get you a little bonus episode of some, some of the content from this weekend. So, got that going for you. Today's show is brought to you, once again, by the D-Bags. Don't be a Gunsel. And, um, I've had a few comments on what a Gunsel is and, uh. Typically, a Gunsel is kind of kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing. And uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go, and some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in, but for us in the cowboy world, we call them a Gunsel. But anyway, Don't Be a Gunsel is it's a website. Started to uh, started with the working cowboy with, who has a sense of humor in mind, and they also have line of merch that you can buy. Uh, they got some hats and some stickers and uh, a coffee mug. Uh, you can find them at Don't Be a Gunsel on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if you go buy any of their merch, make sure you use the promo code Burning Daylight to get ten percent off it'll help them out that'll help me out and you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper and their prices are already pretty cheap so go i'll go check them out support them and uh use the burning uh burning daylight promo code b-u-r-n-i-n-d-a-y-l-i-g-h-t i -I I, uh i spelled the daylight wrong yesterday because uh i'm a fucking hand that's why but anyway Go check them out. Don't be a gunsel. All right. So I got a message on Instagram last night, or yesterday I guess it was yesterday afternoon, from a young man who uh, who does some day work for my good buddy Clint on their ranch north uh, north of Walsh, Colorado, and. His name is Jackson, uh, and his uh, Instagram handle is jax1011 if you want to go check him out. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I haven't looked at his profile much, but uh, I I don't know him personally, but I know know his employer, at least part-time employer, very well. One of my best friends of all time. And and Clint is very overall very pleased with with Mr Jackson and uh so this is uh it just gives me a little more incentive to uh to cover this topic that he asked me about. So he he sent me some song requests and I'll play one for for him today and I'll have to send him a message, make him make him send me a picture of him doing something punchy. So I can uh, use it as the cover art. Just dedicate the whole episode to you, big fella. Uh, and that way I'll have a loyal listener for life. That's how... That's just a little bit of marketing for you, folks. Uh, anyway, he then asked if I would cover... Uh, cover this topic about uh, whether a... uh about going to college whether a young man or woman or uh gender queer or one of the other 72 different uh genders that we apparently now have uh whatever you want to identify as um more power to you I'm really just kind of honestly amazed and not even uh, like mind boggled is more of the more of a better word by this 72 genders deal not not just from uh, like a scientific uh, standpoint because as i've said before i'm not a uh I'm not a scientist but i know a little bit about science and uh and to know that there's uh, biologically speaking two for sure genders maybe a third if uh, there's some sort of genetic abnormality where uh, you end up with uh both sets of uh uh, reproductive sex organs, um, whether that be, like, a, the full set, or, you know, just a partial package, you know, pun intended, uh, and, uh, so I think maybe you could classify a third if, uh, if you're born, I guess fourth, maybe you don't have any, uh, reproductive organs, and then you'd just be, you'd be asexual. Uh, but, anyway, um, even from an imagination standpoint, it mind boggles me. Like, who came up with 72 different ways to uh, classify a gender? Like, that's uh, that's just like a really good imagination. Maybe that's how we should start uh, talking to these people that you know, like these social justice warriors, or uh, you know, the the people that are always pushing about the LGBTQ a i pi squared probably a radius in there somewhere i don't know exactly what the the alphabet of the the gay the gay folks are but anyway maybe that's how we uh, and those activists that like really advocate for it uh maybe that's how we should start uh conversating with them it's like you have a very good imagination ma'am sir
1: It is ma'am. Ma'am.
2: I don't know if you've... uh, I'm sure you've seen that video of the... The trans person who was about 6'5". Looks like he could probably... Deadlift a... You know, a... Fucking skyscraper. Had a... Adam's apple the size of a baseball. And, uh... Was demanding to be called ma'am at a... At a video game store. And, uh... Then... Yeah, when, when when they, they, she, uh, got really angry, their voice dropped, oh, about 17 octaves, and, uh, got real scary, and I, got I was just watching the video on my phone, so, like, even the picture wasn't even very big, and I got a little bit creeped out by it, you know, started looking over my shoulder and stuff, because I was just expecting a haymaker coming in from somewhere with that type of voice, but... That's neither here nor there. Uh, But, you know, I I say that because, like, these these Democratic politicians seem to spend an inordinate amount of time on, uh, like, transgender rights. And, like, I just, I can't imagine, like I said before, there's got to be, like, seven transgenders. So the one in the video that I mentioned, and then, like, six others throughout the U.S., Uh, And, you know, of course, that's hyperbole. Uh, But I I think the studies show that, like, as an overall percentage of the population, transgender, trans people, transvestites, as we used to call them, uh, gender dysmorphia, whatever, you know, these people that, that consider themselves to be trans or whatever, that the overall percentage of the population is, like, well under 1%, like, I mean, more than the percentage of Elizabeth Warren's Indian blood, but still less than one percent. And uh, they spend a whole lot of time talking about these uh, these transgendered folks and like pandering to them. And uh, it just seems like I don't know what the the return on that can't be very great. But you'd think uh, they would spend more time pandering to the to the white steel mill worker in the Rust Belt that, uh, voted for Trump and helped swing that election for Trump, If they performed just a touch better in those type of states. They would, uh, they would have won, or like Hillary Clinton, if she would have just visited those states and made any sort of, uh, campaign, uh, stop in, in like Wisconsin, uh, probably would have won it, but anyhow, uh. And I also wonder, like, what just your normal old gay folks think about all this. And, uh, like, I, I've got a, a gay cousin, I'll have to ask him, and then I actually got a message from a fella out of Fallon, Nevada, here the other day. I uh, responded to an ad that, of mine uh, for riding outside horses, and he's got a mare that, is green broke, he needs some miles put on and uh, and I, I I looked at his profile after he messaged me because I do that with everybody that that I potentially ride horses for you want to know what you 're getting into and uh, and there and also give you a better way uh, to give you a better idea how to uh, to work with this particular horse and when you, you know you can kind of look through their their Facebook profile, see what all they 've been uh, they've been up to, and, and also to, uh, yeah, just kind of see what ty- type of person they are, how they're probably going to handle their horses, so you know have a better idea how to, how to work with that horse, uh, so to make them, a, a you know, a pleased customer at the end, but anyway, I, I looked through, and he, uh, this guy's name's Rusty, and, uh, I looked through and he, you know, went through his uh, profile and said he's in a relationship uh, with Cooper, such and such last name, and I said, oh, that's kind of an odd name for a woman, and well, it's not a woman, it's a, it's a gay couple, and uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, I uh, said no, you know, and and for me personally, I, I really don't give a shit, uh, like, I don't understand the being into dudes, i I'm, I just. Well, it's one one of those things. I don't have a I don't have the imagination for it. But hey, that's how they are. That's how they are. Whatever. And this, this guy is looking to potentially give me some money, and uh, all I got to do is ride a horse for him. And all right, no problem. So I uh, so then I I looked through a couple more of his pictures, and these are the most unassuming gay couple I've ever seen. They both are you know, dressed fairly punchy, uh, talked to Rusty on the phone, he has no sort of lisp at all, which, I mean, I really don't know that many gay people that, that do talk with a lisp, but that's the, you know, the, the stereotype, and, and he just talks like another guy, uh, owns a construction company with his brother, and, uh, likes to ride, likes to rope, and, uh, you know, like team rope on the side, that's kind of his, his thing, and he just likes horses, and, uh, visit with him on the phone and he knows horses just doesn't have time to to put the work in on this mare that he likes uh to get her to where he can go take her to the arena and spin a few steers he just doesn't have the time to do it so there i come in and then i looked he had a couple pictures with his uh boyfriend well that doesn't sound right boyfriend like partner man friend his dude that's what i'll say his dude uh Cause that's what I always tell my, you know, all any ladies, "How's your how's your dude? How's your man?" And so, oh, I'll I'll do that the same way cuz it seems right. So anyway, his dude, his man. He looked like he could be uh, you know, like an NFR uh caliber uh steer wrestler bulldogger. You know, just pretty stocky fella. Uh beard just I uh, really really not what you'd picture when you when you see a gay dude wearing a black felt hat. Not, not what you'd picture. So, ah, uh, anyway, look like cool folks, and so I, I'd, I'd be kind of, I might have to ask them and then my cousin how they feel about this, uh, like this transgender deal, because it seems like it kind of steals the thunder away from the gay rights movement. But I, I don't know. Whatever. Uh sorry, Jackson. I got up on a, on a little bit of a tangent there, but anyhow, so. If you're a young man, woman, or whatever you identify as, and you are faced with the question of, do I go to college and get a degree when I graduate high school? Because I, Jackson, I believe you are a senior, or junior or senior, no, but the the time is, is creeping right on up for, for you to decide. And I guess first first piece of advice I'd say is you don't have to decide right away. Um, if I could have just worked until I was 25 and then went to college, I would have been in a lot less debt, and I would have been a lot better mindset to actually go learn at college, and I'd probably be able to utilize my degree, uh, with a, you know, a lot more effectively, uh, when I graduated than I, than I did when I graduated at 25, 24 or 20, 24. So, that would be my first piece of advice. 20, no, I guess I was 23. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, if I would have started college at 23 and then and went through four years and I graduated at 27, I was a whole lot more wiser with life experience at, at that age. So, that would be a better age to go to college. But if, you, if you're kind of set on going the traditional route, which is you graduate high school, You go to college for four years, and then you start your career. And uh, there's some pluses and minuses to every side of the equation. So the pluses for me on my my little journey, where I graduated high school from Walsh, Colorado, I moved up to Loveland, Colorado within a couple weeks, worked that summer, started school, went to school for four and a half years, uh, most of my time was spent in Fort Collins. I I never did move back for for the summer or anything. I could always find work up in Fort Collins. It paid a little bit better, and that way, I was just I was there. I didn't miss the party, blah blah blah, and uh, and it worked out pretty good for me. And uh, then I went to, uh, I went to college at a or I went to work at a ranch after college, and uh, and that didn't work out so hot for me. But it it was a good life experience. And, uh, and then while I was in school, as I mentioned before, I met some of the best friends that I've ever made, and I'm still very good friends with today. And uh, that part of college, I think, is the most beneficial, is the social aspect, especially coming from a small town like you are. And I know the town very well because it's the same, same area I grew up, Walsh, and I believe you live over by Vilas, and uh yeah, so it's the same type of situation I had geographically. And I know I know the mindset of people in Walsh and uh you know, and not that they're wrong, I'm not saying they're wrong. They've got but they they're kind of set in their ways and uh everybody kind of thinks roughly in the same way on most most topics. You got your outliers like you always do and uh and you got some free-thinkers and uh, or just weirdos like myself. And, but anyway, by going to college and living with mostly city folks and from different, different upbringings, different backgrounds, different set of values, uh, I learned a lot about myself, a lot about the world. And way more about the world than I would have ever learned by staying put in Walsh, Colorado and back at County, Colorado. Not to, not to say anything bad about that place. I love it. I plan to return there at some point uh but out of high school the best thing i could have done was was get out in the world and see see how other people did things how every, how everybody else reacted what they believed in and uh and i didn't have to agree with everybody i still don't but uh but when you can look at things from their point of view it gives you a better understanding of, of life in general and, and just of people. So that part was good. The the big the big drawback I I went about forty thousand dollars in debt. And forty thousand dollars that you owe the federal government that can never be forgiven unless well, I guess they're talking about this about forgiving student loans now, but I, I don't see that getting passed if it does. Uh I'll benefit from it in the short run, but we're all gonna. We're all not gonna do well because of it. Just, uh, it'll. I think it'll pretty well wreck the economy. But that's thats a topic to listen to Ron Paul about, not me. I, I uh. I, I am a fucking moron when it comes to, to. Or compared to Ron Paul on these issues. So listen to somebody who knows his shit, uh, on, on the economy. So I'm not gonna get into the. Forgiving student loan debt debate, but that—that's the—that uh, was the big drawback for me. Is I—I—I I, I came out about about 40 grand in debt as a 23-year-old, and that debt being to the federal government that can never be forgiven, even if you—even uh, if you declare bankruptcy, you still got to pay back those student loans. So
0: that's a part of it.
2: Uh, one of the one of the plus sides is when I got into the feedlot industry, which is about 6 months after I graduated I was uh well, I was hired as a manager trainee so entry level management position making roughly 35,000 a year and uh which is you know not a bad not a bad gig if you're a, you're a single guy with not not a lot of bills even if you got a lot of bills it's it's pretty manageable salary and the way it worked over there at Grant County I was uh, I was paid by the hours. so uh, and I worked a lot of hours. So I made good money. And uh and I I made better money than guys that had been there for like 10 years. Also, those guys that but those guys that I had uh, that I made more. They'd been there for that long and I made more than them. I uh, I had a, a better work ethic. I had a willingness to learn certain stuff. So I had a I had a more diverse skill set. Now, was was I a, a better hand than them? No, almost, almost to the T. No, I wasn't. But I was willing to maybe get a little dirtier. I was maybe I was willing to work a little longer, and I was I was learning to willing to learn to do new stuff, and and so that that in itself in and of itself, if I would have started at the same place they did out of out of college with no degree or out of high school, no degree, just went straight to work, I would have been way ahead of those guys just because of the way I operate. And, and not say that those guys are wrong or they're bad people or whatever. That's just how they were. And they were fine with being just an hourly employee for the rest of their life. I wasn't. I was, I'm a little bit more of an entrepreneur. I uh, eventually just want to work for myself because I can be kind of an asshole at times. And, uh, and I'm pretty stuck in my ways. Uh, not so much stuck in my way, I'm pretty hard-headed, but I, 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 I'm always willing to, to admit when I'm wrong or, or learn something new, but I am, I am very hard-headed, so I can be kind of a, a tough employee to have sometimes. Not, not all the time, but sometimes I can be. So therefore, for the sake of everybody involved, eventually I want to work for myself, because then if I lose an argument to myself, then I'd, that'd just be fucking weird. But, so if I would have started the same spot, I would, have, I would have been way ahead of where those guys were that would have been working there for 10 years already. <coughs> so, and maybe I would have got that entry-level man- management position after like three years. So, let's say three years of working working at that feedlot, and maybe I made 25000 a year. And uh maybe by that third year I'd worked my my way in to enough raises where I was making thirty thousand a year, so started at twenty five after three years, I'm making thirty, so let's just we'll just round it up, say in those three years, you made ninety thousand dollars, pretty nice little chunk of change, but it's split over three years and uh and you're a dumb shit kid coming out of high school, so it's probably not going to get spent. Very prudently or wisely, you may be different, but overall, that's probably how it's going to work. Is you're going to you're going to be a dumb shit kid out of high school, have a lot of fun. All of a sudden, you got a bunch of money in your pocket, which in the long run is not a bunch of money, but at the time, it sure feels like you're on the top of the world. So you make ninety thousand. You spend, say you spend all of it. So you are. After three years, you you are you're making a good salary, but you don't have anything to show for it. And those same three years, you went to college. You're a year away from graduating with a degree. So write down the the college that you plan to attend. And if you if you're going to, I'm just going to assume you're you're looking into the animal or animal science, ag business type deal like I like myself. Just just judging from from who you're working for and. And whatnot, kind of your it's what it seems like your interests are. So write down what it's gonna say. You're gonna go to CSU, get get a degree, be a, be a CSU Ram, graduate with animal science degree, like I did. So write down what I don't know what the tuition is uh, there right now, but at the, when I was there 10 years ago, graduated. Uh, ten and a half years ago. Shit, I'm getting old. And uh, so write down to what it cost per year. And at the time, I think I was paying, it was right about 13000 for two semesters. That was tuition alone. Tuition and fees, you know. It doesn't include your books. It doesn't include your housing, your food, whatever. So, So write down four years of tuition and fees at CSU. How much is that going to be? Add in a year of two semesters of housing and food on campus. Because if you are going to go to college, I, I highly recommend you you stay in the dorm your first year. You meet a lot of friends that way. You learn how to interact with people that way. <coughs> you know, learn how you have to live with people at times. So I would say do that. Uh, write that down. And then for those other three years that it's going to take you, look up some houses that, it would, that you could rent in, in Fort Collins. And how much it's going to cost you in rent. Look up uh, what the rate of utilities are. And, uh, you know, food. Just make, make your best estimate of what it's going to cost per year and what that total cost is. I mean, like you, treat it like you're bidding out a job. Say if you're putting in a new shop, you're going to look at every little detail of what it's going to cost you. So you have the best idea of your final end cost. So you can present that to the bank if you're going to get a loan or whatever. Or just so... So you know what this is going to cost you. Do that and compare that. So, say let's say that's going to cost you right around twenty thousand a year. That'll be tuition, food, fuel, utilities, housing, all that good stuff. We'll just and this is just a ballpark estimate. So, but we'll just say twenty thousand. This in, and this was about. You know, kind of what I I was paying, and, and if you like to uh, to go out with your buddies and have a cold pop, I'm sure you don't because you're underage. But for those that do, factor in your beer costs because that's going to be a part of it. Unless you're just 100% against that, more power to you. You'll be a lot uh, you'll be a lot better off financially in the long run. But figure in your beer costs, figure in everything, what it's going to. Cost you for four years to get a degree, and say, let's say you're you're going to come out of college on the same path I did and go to work in the feedlot, and that that starting salary has not changed a whole lot. So maybe maybe bump it up to thirty-seven to forty thousand, somewhere around there. That's what you'll be making coming out of high school. So how many years? Of uh, of working at thirty seven thousand dollars a year, is it going to take you to pay down any student loans or, or to to compensate for that? The what did we say twenty thousand a year? So say eighty grand total. How much? Uh, how long is it going to take for you to make up that difference? And uh, and then figure that in versus how much you can make right out of high school. And uh, so you're already going to be you're going to be so much ahead of uh, of yourself if you went to school by working for three years, <clears throat> and and you're making however much, say, we'll just say thirty thousand, and uh, so you're already ninety grand ahead of where your college-going self would be. So now you're going to be making a little bit more out of college than than you would have as a you know as an uneducated or or no degree whatever no experience type of guy so you make a little bit more money right off the bat but you've already spent a ton of money so you're going to have to do kind of a projection over the years about how long it's going to take for that degree to pay off now there's some professions where that degree is going to pay off in a huge way pretty quickly mostly being that you have to have a degree to or certificate or whatever to, to get said profession so if you if you decide to go get your welding certificate and become a welder, uh to get certified is gonna take you about nine months of school, maybe a year, something like that. And uh and then you will uh and then you'll be able to make pretty good money, you know, pretty well right out the gate as soon as you get that certificate. Uh animal science degree is a little different. Uh, you still got a... You got to figure out which which field in and animal sciences you want to go into, and whether uh, whether or not you need a more advanced degree uh, than just your your standard bachelor's, and uh, and uh, are you going to be able to make more money because of of that degree? Who knows. Uh, so it's just all it's all stuff you have to factor in, but. Then you make yourself a little break even. How long does it take for you to break even on that college degree? And then you start, you know, then it becomes, starts being utilized. I have to break even on that, I don't think. It got me ahead a little ways, but if I would, uh, even if I would just moved up to Fort Collins and didn't go to school, I could have worked. Still got roughly the same overall experience out of college, that my buddies did, and I got, you know, going to college, but I could have, could have got it a whole lot, I could have got, got it for a whole lot cheaper, and actually made some money while I was doing it, so there's an option, but it's just, you, you gotta, you gotta weigh your options, and, and make a decision that fits your situation best, so then you've got to Factor in whether you want to, as you mentioned, start your own herd, and uh, and that's all well and good too. But if you, uh, you know, say you get, you take all your graduation money from high school and you uh, you make that a down payment to get a beginning farmer and rancher loan, and you buy your you buy yourself a set of set of cows, calve them out well, you're probably not going to make money for at least a couple years. you got to, you know, unless you've got enough money to pay cash out right for some, for some cows, you know, your first couple calf crops, you're probably going to have to sell them all. Maybe you be able to, on a good, good year with a good cattle market, you might be able to, uh, you might be able to, keep a few replacement heifers back and and you know and grow a little bit or you might be able to buy some more cows but chances are you're going to have to sell your entire calf crop to to pay your note and your operating expenses and uh you know and so you're not going to be making money uh right off the bat that that's not a bad thing most businesses take something like two years to uh to turn a profit if they're good most businesses go out of they go. They shut the doors within like six months. So, so if you're on, kind of entrepreneurial and you want to work for yourself, that might be a way to go. Just know that it's it's tough. There's the the numbers show that not not hardly anybody has the actual gumption to do that. You know they don't they 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 don't have the the funding or the resourcefulness or whatever it is to. To make it work for for long enough that they can actually start turning the profits. So, if that's going to be your your way to go is, is start your own herd, I'd suggest start small. You know, i I've, I mentioned that before. Start small, but then make sure you get a job that that allows you the time that you can properly take care of those cattle. So you don't want to overwhelm yourself with your job and your and your cows. So you want to you might want to factor that into it. and then your best bet might be like a job with banker hours, you know, some sort of office job where you work 9 to 5. Get the weekends off. That gives you plenty of time. Not so much in the winter, but in the you know, in the spring, summer, and fall, it gives you plenty of time throughout the day that you can still go do shit with your cattle. I um, mean, you can you can get up early like as tend to do when you're in the cattle business. Get up at the crack of dawn. Go go check your cows at first light. That way, you can still be to work at nine o'clock, showered and just looking dapper as shit. But if you go to work in the, in the agriculture business, especially on the production side of it, whether it be ranching or feedlot or farming, whatever, if that's that you know, especially our part of the world, Jackson, you know, if you're going to have cattle. You're probably going to have some farm ground too. So I mean, they they kind of go hand in hand, but. So there's no shame in being a farmer. As many people like to give you shit about it, as well they should, because it's just funny. But there's no shame in farming. I've done some myself. I wasn't a fan, but I've done some. And uh, thanks to, to to Jim and Deb Lampy, on occasion there was there was a time when I really could use could have used the work, and they needed some help. And so they they let me come drive grain cart for them during harvest. And do a little bit of farming for them and i like i said i wasn't a fan of the work but uh, the people were great they're good family friends of ours and they 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 continue to be and they always will be but <clears throat> so shout out to them for giving me give me a shot at some at some work but you know you might be able to make a little more money farming than you do in the cattle business uh but you know you know, just as well as I do, during harvest months and planting and whatnot, you're going to be working long hours, just like you would be on on a ranch or a feedlot, whatever. So your best bet might be to, to take a you know nine to five job, and it may not pay the the, the best. It's probably not going to, because you're coming out of high school with no degree. But you keep your head down, you work hard, you learn stuff, you can uh, you can get by, and you can make a decent living. And it'll probably give you enough time to where you can you can focus on your cattle. Maybe not as much as you'd like, but enough to where you can you can still make a go at it. And uh, so then all, you you know you're not going to have a whole lot lot of expenses. You're probably not going to go real far in debt unless you just go finance a bunch of shit right off the bat. But you know once you finance your cattle uh the bank's gonna pay pretty close attention to uh to what your other finances are and they'll let you know pretty quick. Let's say you wanna go buy a brand new Dooley diesel pickup and uh and you've already got a big note on your cattle, all that banker's gonna be like, Well, you can go do that, buy that pickup, but you're not buy we're not giving you the money for it. You're gonna have to find it somewhere else. And so that's one thing is you won't the the bank may not let you go into to debt like uh like the college admissions office will they 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 have no problem giving you a paper for for a student loan and uh and helping you through every little detail of it they <laughs> have no problem it's in their best interest that you get that loan and, and keep going to school there so that's another part you got to remember college is a business and uh and because it's subsidized by taxpayer money which is what student loans are they're uh they're federally guaranteed, so they're subsidized by the tax dollar uh, because of that the these colleges have a huge incentive to go ahead and and push these loans off on you and get and increase their uh their enrollment numbers and therefore they can they can eventually start well not eventually almost immediately they started uh increasing their their tuition levels so once again, it's, a, it's very much a give or take deal. you gotta, you got to weigh your options and, and decide which, what b- works best for you. But I guess long story short for me, I wished I would have went to junior college first. I had a free ride to either Lamar or Sterling or Lahana. Any of these, these little two-year uh, JUCOs, I, I could have went for free and actually probably made, got paid a little bit if I would have you know, been on the livestock judging team or something along those lines. I, I mean I would have been a lot better off financially if I'd done that and then only had to pay for two years at, at Colorado State. And I probably could have because the the course load and the curriculum's not near as uh as strenuous strenuous as at a junior college, I probably would have done a lot better. I had a better grade point average going into to when I transferred and uh and probably could have got a couple scholarships that way, but I didn't. So now, uh, also a thing I would have, I wished I would have done is just moved up to Fort Collins, start working, you know, go apprentice for a farrier or something, and uh, learn a skill that you know you can make money at. I mean, like shoeing horses, if you're willing to take the abuse and uh, and learn how to handle
0: your uh, your horses,
2: you can really make good money. Like I said, it, but it's hard work. But I wished I would have done something like that, and then got the college experience, but not the, not near the, the debt. So I don't know. I guess long, long story short. I just I wished I would have done things a little different, but. I wouldn't trade the experiences I had in college for the for the world. I just I could have been smarter about it. I'd still be smarter about things, but. Hey. Hey. So. Anyway, I like I I wished I would have done things a little bit different. I don't I don't regret uh, anything that I did, but there's, there's things I could have done different, and I'd been better off today if I had, but you can't change that, and, uh, so, my advice to you is just really think hard about it, um, my, my opinion is that in the long run, uh, having, having an animal science degree has not helped me a whole lot, uh, they put me ahead a little bit, not a lot, and the return on it has not been all that beneficial. I, uh, you know, I, I went and got a two-year degree, or a four-year degree, two of them, and, uh, and I use them, but I, I'm not making boot money. I do well for myself. Uh, trying to do better and that that's just because I'm kinda entre- entrepreneurially minded. Uh, like I said before, I'd i just as soon work for myself. Uh <clears throat> but in the meantime you gotta you gotta pay your bills and and whatnot, you know, I got a family to provide for. So I can uh that's why I've gotta have a a job that pays steady so I can I can pay my bills, I can take care of my wife and my kids and uh and the way it is now, I've got time to to pursue other interests to be to show a little bit of that entrepreneurship, and uh, you know, and and if you're not you're not into that, that's fine too. Not everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur. It's not for the the weak of heart. But I would say a you know a higher percentage of people in the, the agriculture industry are are have that kind of that drive to, to be their own boss than a lot of other industries have. But that's because you got to work by yourself a lot. And so it's it's uh, kind of conducive to people that are a little more independent, a little more stubborn, a little hard-headed, uh, and also harder working. So, if, uh, I mean, if you take those into factor, you're you're probably along the lines of you, you kind of want to work for yourself. So... I think that's great. Just go about it the right way. Uh it doesn't hurt you at all to stay home from college for a year or two. It's probably not going to hurt you in the long run to just not go at all. Especially now with the advent of the internet and uh, these uh these smartphones that we all have that we, you know, we're becoming more and more uh, accustomed to, and uh just where we can 't hardly live without them anymore that that 's also a topic for another day but they they're an amazing tool so i mean you you could basically get every lecture that you're gonna that you're going attend at college on youtube or or some other somebody will have a video of that that topic somewhere i mean you can find anything on the internet. Almost anything. Hell, you found my podcast. You're listening to it. So whether that was through the Internet or not, how you found it, but people find, found my podcast through the Internet. I mean, of all things, they found this. So you can, you can literally find anything on the Internet, and you could get that same education minus the piece of paper that says you went to school there for basically free. So that that's also an option. This fucking gate. And uh so that, that's if if you're if you really want to make a good decision, you've got to weigh all those options. And and I can't tell you what what the best way to go is for you. That's that's something you'd you're going to have to determine on your own, but from from my Standpoint, based on my set of experiences and and some other people that I know, I almost wished I wouldn't have went to college. I I don't I don't regret going, and uh, you know I could have actually went for a year, dropped out, and still had the same circle of friends I do now, for the most part, and uh, and probably been better off, but. Like I said, you can't change the past on it, so it is what it is, Uh, but be smart about it. You're getting ready to be a grown-up, even though your brain's not going to be fully functioned until you're 25, you're still going to have to make grown-up decisions. So make them wisely, write down the pros and cons, write down the cost, And, and figure out how long it's going to take for that degree to pay off, if it ever will, and is that that amount of time worth it? Is uh, you know, is is the college experience worth it? So, like I said, if if I had to give advice to my son, oh, I won't have to do that for another 16 years, and I hope that to make enough money off of this and other ventures that. He don't have to worry about it, him or, or my daughter, either one. I'm just using my son as an example because I'm a dude. He's a dude. Uh, I'd have a, a little different advice for, for my daughter, just being a, being a woman and knowing her mama like I do in that, that bloodline, uh, she's going to be a good-looking woman. So I uh, I'd have a whole different set of uh, advice for her, but for, for Mr. Augustus, I would tell him, find, uh, go visit a couple colleges, find the town, and not just the, the college, but spend more time on, on town, like, go, go find a, a little breakfast joint, uh, sit down, have breakfast, talk to some of the locals, see how you like the town, see if they're, if they're your type of people, and then I would say, go move there. Find you a job that's got some flexible hours. Maybe gives you a few few days off during the week every now and then. Go attend some classes. You know, it's a most likely it's going to be a public university. They're going to take take attendance and whatnot. But I, I, I bet you nine out of ten times those professors they're they're going to know you're not in their class, especially if it's uh you know, one of your more ad- advanced uh, classes that, you know, specifically geared toward a certain degree. Uh, they're going to know that you're not in that class, but I bet you if you say, hey, I'm just, uh, I'm thinking about maybe going to school at some point. Could you mind if I sit and and listen to a lecture? I, I almost guarantee you they, they'd be more than happy to let you do that. And uh, especially if you're you're sitting with some agriculture professors. They're, for the most part, they're they're pretty, pretty reasonable type people.
0: So
1: uh,
2: do that. Make some money while uh, while all your your buddies are are spending a bunch of money. You can still have all the fun uh, that they have during the nightlife, and you actually have money to pay for your own beer. So. I, that would, if I I had to do it all over again, that's probably what I would have done. I maybe would have went to to junior college in Sterling, and then then maybe transferred up to CSU, or just moved up to Fort Collins, started working, went to a few classes here and there just to see if I wanted to, to continue it, and then and went, then went on about my um, my life, and uh, and I'd probably be better off today than I am, but. I'm, I didn't do that, uh, but that's what I tell my boy. As for your situation, that's the advice I got for you. You gotta, you gotta weigh every every pro and con, and then make the the best decision for you. So I, I hope that helps, and uh, good luck to you on whatever you do. And don't let old Clint kick you around too much. He's uh he tries to be a hard ass, but he's a big softy. So anyway, I think that's gonna do it for me today. Uh it's kinda rambled a bunch, but I hope you got some good out of it and uh I enjoy the suggestions on music topics, all that, so keep sending them to me. I'll keep I'll keep reading all the all the stuff. I may or may not cover it, but I don't think there's been a suggestion yet that I haven't covered. So <coughs> Anyway, you know the routine. You'll find me on Facebook, Matt McKinley. Follow the show page, Burning Daylight, on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mickermack85. The show page is at Burning Daylight on Instagram, at Burning Daylight 2 on Twitter. Patreon.com forward slash Burning Daylight if you want to contribute. I'm going to start putting up some bonus content there here this week. And uh, and that'd be the only way you get to hear it is if you you subscribe to my Patreon. So anyway, uh, we're gonna go away some some big pregnant dairy heifers, and uh, then I'm gonna try to get out of the heat as much as I can. I'll try to have my my uh, the episode up at its normal time. I think I got my my technological issues. Uh, under control maybe they're they're not solved but i think i've got them i've got a better handle on it but anyhow that's it for me today so uh, i'm sure you're busy so move your ass we're burning daylight
1: Pine. Shooting at the stars with our Colt 45 Putting on a show and living it free If you hear a rebel yell, it's cause the bars we bleed And then we're gone, we're gone We got them gypsy souls, they don't wanna go Big Montana, little red bandana, Marshall Tucker playing on our radio, yeah. I couldn't stand her, so I left Louisiana, northbound a stone road. And it's blue lights and still nights. I don't know which way it's home, but the preacher's gonna tell us. You're a rowdy bunch of fellas, but you worry about it when you're old. Just don't worry about it when we're old Feeling that cold in your lungs when you're breathing Light up the smoke for all the different seasons Turn up the music loud till all the whiskey's down Girls are all dancing as the men stomp the ground and then we're gone Gone them gypsy sons, yeah, So I left Louisiana, northbound to Yellowstone And it's blue, that sand, steel night Don't know which way it's home But the preacher's gonna tell us You're a rowdy bunch of fellas But you worry about it when you're old Yeah, the preacher's gonna tell us You're a rowdy bunch of fellas Guess you can worry about it when you're.